Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. He gave his life for all of us, and I am so thankful for that. But as he gave his life, he had to shed his blood. And that's what I want to preach on for just a few moments this morning. The blood of his cross. If you'll turn with us to Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 20. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 20. The Bible says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. We thank you, Father, for this portion of your word. We thank you for your blood, your son shed for us on Calvary's cross. And it's through that blood that we have redemption. We have forgiveness of our sins. And Father, we pray your blessings upon each one that's here today, each one that might be listening on the radio, YouTube, internet, however they may be listening, in the parking lot. Lord, we ask that you would speak to their hearts as you've never spoken before and help us to realize the greatness of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now save that one that might be closest to hell. You know the person. If there's one here, we ask that you'd touch their hearts also. Now give us your strength, your wisdom, your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the most wonderful statements in all the Bible concerning the unique character of our Lord Jesus Christ is found in Colossians 1 in this scripture in which we have just read. It speaks of holiness that's from God, but it also speaks of sin, which we are guilty of. It speaks of love in which Jesus Christ 
showed that love on Calvary's cross and the sacrifice that he made for each one of us. We are to do the same thing. We are to show our love and sacrifice if we have to for the Lord Jesus Christ. But it also speaks of righteousness in which we get from the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have any of our own. Our righteousness comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And through that righteousness, we obtain peace with a holy God. But we also see salvation in which everyone needs. Jesus Christ came to bring that salvation, and he showed his power after he was crucified, placed in that grave. He arose, defeating death, hell, and the grave. He defeated Satan by the power of that was within him that the Father gave him from the very beginning, whenever that was, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. It begins and ends with a reference to the redeeming blood of Christ. And without that shed blood, there would be no redemption. Even in the Old Testament, as the children of Israel wandered through the wilderness, that blood had to be shed. And it was shed at the, by the hands of a little innocent lamb. You think about that. Even in the Old Testament, it was pointing to Calvary's cross and the Lord Jesus Christ. From the very beginning, sin and death were linked together as cause and effect. Sin will separate us from the Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of times sin will separate people. We get mad at one another. We won't forgive. And we see through that there's separation. Well, I'm not speaking to him. I'm not speaking to her. You just look at what they've done to me. Just look what we did to Christ. And look at the words that he has given us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to get into our heart, into our lives, into this church, into this county, all over this nation, all over this world. Jesus Christ wants to get inside and do the work that he wants to do. The Bible says in Genesis, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And that's exactly what happened. When they partook of that fruit, or they didn't die physically. They died spiritually, which is a whole lot worse. When Adam sinned, death appeared, and man has been tried to hide himself from God's side ever since. Wasn't that what they did? We hid ourselves because we were afraid. Why were you afraid? Well, that wife of mine gave me of the fruit. But if you'll read the Bible, he was right there with her holding that fruit and they sinned together against God. If you read on down the Bible, it says the sin of Cain drove him away from God. He killed his brother. He got upset because God didn't like his sacrifice that he brought. And so he killed his brother and God made him a vagabond. See, that's what sin will do to each and every person. There are two important questions we wish to ask in connection with this aspect of the cross. 
Let me get the right page. But what does the blood of his cross mean? The blood of his cross must be distinct, distinguished from the blood of every other cross. Jesus wasn't the only one that was crucified that day, but he was the only one that had perfect blood, a blood that had no sin. Those malefactors on each side could do nothing to alleviate the sin of mankind. But it was the man on the middle cross, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that took care of sin. The blood of all humanity would never atone for just one sin. But Jesus Christ's blood atones for all sin. The Bible says it was his cross, and the emphasis is not on the cross, over, even though that's important. It was his cross and his alone. All that he was, he was holy humanity. And you know the story of the Lord. He never sinned. Oh, he got upset a couple times in the temple when he drove out all the money changers. But he never sinned, not one time. He had a divine dignity about him. He did everything right. He loved everybody the same. He had glory that nobody else had. And it came through because the Lord was the Son of God. And he wanted to save everybody. But you know yourself, not everybody's going to come to him. The Bible tells us that hell is enlarging itself just to receive those that refuse the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be so much better if it was the other way around that God had to remake heaven to have room for everybody? But God way back yonder knew exactly how many would come to him. And so if you read in Revelation about that new heaven, it's big enough. We won't have to worry about being crowded. It's big enough. What a wonderful thought that is. But not only do we see the glory, but we see honor. Jesus Christ honored his Father. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And so he went to the cross. And that blood that was shed from that cross, from the Lord Jesus Christ himself, it was sacrificial. And oh, what a sacrificial offering it was. But all the angels bow. Creation bows. The winds obey. The devils know and they tremble. But do we? Do we? I hope we do. But we also see the life is in the blood. Is in the blood. Leviticus 17, 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And what a life it is. It's eternal life. From the very moment you 
myself or anyone else comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ, our spiritual life is eternal. But also, if you don't come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and you die in your sins, that life will be eternal also. But it will be in different places. Ours will be in heaven. The lost will be in hell with the devil and all of his angels. We also see the life in the blood. It's precious. Precious. What's the most precious thing that you have? Mine's sitting right back there other than the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave her to me. He gave me to her. And that makes us both precious in each other's sight. But what about you? Do you feel that way about your mate? Do you feel that way about the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he is precious. He is immeasurable. We, we can't put a beginning or an end. We can't say that he can do this and not do this. God is immeasurable. And all of that is represented in the blood of Christ on his cross. It took his blood in order for sins to be forgiven. It's not a question of the value we may set on the blood of his cross, but the value God sets on it. Redemption. That's what the blood brought. And through redemption, we have justification. They gave us a definition in school just as if I'd never sinned, but I don't like that too much because it doesn't include everything. But we are justified through the blood spilt on Calvary's cross by a loving Savior. Not only are we justified, but we're sanctified. We're set apart for the use of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then one day, I don't know when it's going to be, but we're going to be glorified. We'll be walking the streets of heaven in a new body, no aches, no pains. We'll be like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how much he loves us. The second thing that we want to see this morning, what has the blood of his cross secured? Well, it's laid the basis by which God can righteously justify the ungodly. You've been made right by that justification, by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been made right by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not justice we need, but mercy. If we all received justice, we'd all be in hell. But it's mercy that we need. It has opened the channel through which mercy can flow to the uttermost depths of human need. How far down have you gone away from the Lord Jesus Christ? What was it that brought you back? Mercy. He came to where you were. He came to where I was. Lost in sin. Away from God. And he met me on that 12th pew at Central Baptist Church. 
that Sunday morning. No, Friday night. I'll get it right in a minute. But he came to where I was. And folks, he'll come to where you are. You may be way down, or you may be up on housetop, but God will come to where you are and bring mercy to your soul. But after that, nearness. How close are you with your mate, with your brothers and sisters, with your friend? How close are you? Jesus is even nearer than that. He speaks to your heart as all no one else can. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were so far away have been brought near through the death of Christ. And we were far away. We were dead in trespasses and sins. But through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross and through his love for us, we came together. Wasn't me that was seeking him, it was him seeking me in the same way with you. He brought a closeness, a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Who can you talk to when you can't talk to anyone else? The one person Jesus Christ. He already knows what's going on, but he wants us to come. And we can come because of the promise that he made on Calvary's cross. Sin is uncleanness. It makes us unfit for service. We also see there's transgression and rebellion. It drives us far away. You see that all through the Bible where sin, transgressions, and rebellion caused the children of Israel to go away from God. And God had to punish them. And God has to punish people today because they think they know it all. Ah, oh, the love of sin leads people away from the Lord Jesus Christ. But we also see that the love for Christ brings them back because he can come to where we are the preacher may not be able to come the deacons may not be able to come your husband your wife may not be able to come where you are but Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit can come to the exact spot where you are wrap his arms around you and encourage you to come back to him what a wonderful savior we have Sin will not drive you far off if you have nothing to do with it. The blood of Christ will not bring you near if you have nothing to do with it. So you see the difference there? What it's taking? But we also see liberty, which brings peace. The greatest of our earthly privileges is peace with God. A liberty of access. We can go to the throne anytime. And to the person sitting on that throne, the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what time of day. Doesn't matter what's going on. We can go to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the liberty to do so. Because Jesus, when he died, 
the veil of the temple was split in two. Didn't have to go through the preacher. Didn't have to go through the high priest. Didn't have to bring that lamb and sacrifice it. Put the blood on the altar. Don't have to do that anymore. We can come straight to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will hear. Your best friend may not listen. They may not have an answer. But the Lord Jesus Christ always will and always does. Those who come boldly to the throne of grace will go boldly to the work of God. I believe that with all of my heart. Lord, I just don't know how to do this. Well, ask him. Lord, I just don't have the strength. I just don't have the courage to do this. Well, ask him. That's why he's there. That's why the Holy Spirit came. And if you are saved, he's living in your heart, in your life. Lord, I can't do this. Yes, we can through Jesus Christ. And he will help us. Are we taking full advantage of this blood-bought freedom that Jesus Christ has given to us? Oh, the crowning victory of the cross is that we can go to the holiest of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4.16 says, Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in all our times of need. In this scripture, there's several needs listed. I'm just going to give a few of them. The Bible says we're filled with the knowledge of his will. The Lord Jesus walks worthy, or that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing that we might be fruitful in every good work, that we will be strengthened with all might according to his power. We should give thanks to the Father who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and having made peace through the blood of his cross. I tell you, Colossians chapter 1 is a powerful chapter in the Bible. To me, it's right along with John 3, 16. For God gave his son. You might be here today and lost. Let me invite you to come to Jesus. Surrender yourself to him and you'll never regret it. Just open up your heart. Lord, I'm sinning. I've come short of your glory. And I want you to save me and be my Lord and Master. And he will do that very thing. I had the privilege this past week of going to an 88-year-old man who was lost, dying. Doctors giving him about two weeks, maybe. Went in, got to talking to him. And I could tell just for comments he made. Well, can I tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ? Before he hesitated, before he didn't want to hear, 
But Tuesday morning, he was ready to hear. Went through the plan of salvation, and right there in his living room, that 88-year-old man called out to God and was gloriously saved. You can do that today. You don't have to be 88 years old. You don't have to be on your deathbed. You can do it right now. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. As we have our hymn invitation, whatever it may be, brother, I want you to seriously consider coming to know Jesus Christ, giving your heart and life to him. Folks, you'll never regret it. He loves you so much. Father, thank you. Now bless these words that have been said that it might touch hearts today. May your Holy Spirit be the one that does the touching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.